The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror in Wonderland, the unofficial Once Upon a Time in Wonderland internet radio show, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to revisit ABC's Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as Easter Eggs and ratings. Please welcome my wondrous co-hosts. First up, she's secretly double-crossing her friends. It's Brittany. Wow, that's really dark, but I love it. That is so me. Hey guys, I'm ready to talk. (laughs) You know me from other uh, podcasts and I am Darkness, so I do like that intro. You know me well, Poppy. I do. Darkness (laughs) incarnate. Yes, yes. Next up, she was tossed into the boiling sea. It's Katie Cat. <laughs> that sounds very painful. Hey guys, I'm super excited to talk about this show, or yeah, this miniseries with you. And she got stuck in the Mallow Marsh. It's Priscilla. Woohoo! I got some dragonflies to take care of that. Hey guys, we're gonna have fun. Absolutely. All right, everybody. So let's jump into our recap of episode 101, season one, episode one, which was titled Down the Rabbit Hole and originally aired on October 10th, 2013. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Alice returns home to her father, telling her that everyone thought she was dead. Her imaginative stories about a talking white rabbit and a mythical place called Wonderland end up getting her admitted into an asylum, where Dr. Lydgate convinces her to have a procedure that will allow her to forget her pain. Right before the operation is set to take place, she is rescued by the Knave of Hearts, who takes her to the rabbit, who informs her that her true love Cyrus is still alive. As the trio then jump into the portal returning to Wonderland, Alice sets out on a quest to find him, but the villainous Jafar and the Red Queen have other plans for her. Let's start off with the ratings. Down the Rabbit Hole, the pilot episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, was initially viewed by 5.82 million viewers on October 10th, 2013. All right, so we are revisiting this series. All of us have seen the series before. We followed it when it was originally on, or at least shortly thereafter. So we are re-watching it 
to share with you, the listening public, our thoughts on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So upon re-watching this episode, I want to get everyone's initial reaction to what they saw. So what did everyone think of the pilot episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? We'll start off with Katie. I really liked it. I forgot how much I love this show. Like, it just, the pilot just opens up the entire theme and the entire setting and um, such for the show. And it really just set the tone, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, but I just really liked it. It opens up the worlds that we're going to be seeing, um, like the Mallow Marsh and the Boiling Sea and stuff like that. And then we got to meet our characters who are fantastic. Um, it's so fun to see where they start off and then, where they end up only after like 13 episodes. So it's fun to revisit kind of their beginning in the pilot. Um, especially, I forgot that the pilot started off with Alice as a little kid returning from Wonderland. I totally forgot about that, but that was a fun shout out, I guess you could say, um, to when she was a little kid and then growing up and going back to Wonderland. So I just really liked it. It was a fun, fun episode. Plus, we got to see Will Scarlet, who was absolutely fantastic. So, no complaints there. Will Scarlet is Katie's boothang. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He's great. They're engaged, listeners. They're engaged. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> Brittany, what are your thoughts on the pilot? I... I'm rewatching the series right now with you guys, and it's been amazing because I didn't see, or I haven't seen the show since when it premiered, which was, I believe, 2013. Yes, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't paying attention. <gasps> this is how oh I am gosh. at school too. Don't, don't. It's okay. It's not because <laughs> it's you, Poppy. It's just, it's just the way I am. I tune things out. So, Katie, will you pass <laughs> Brittany the dunce cap? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gotta go sit in the corner with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like, I, I, since I haven't seen it since then, I only saw it uh, through once. Uh, haha, see what I did there. Um, I, I forgot how much I absolutely adore this series and how much I love Will Scarlet. Um, but overall, it's a really good pilot. I think it, honestly, it, it grabs you and takes you in and you're immediately put into this world of wonder and it's really it's really cool and i think one of my favorite parts of it is that they they kind of put alice in a in a realistic um setting where if we did talk about um what it's like to be in the real world with something and talk about something like that that's happened to you they're gonna think you're crazy like and they would i guess in her era i'm gonna assume they would put you in an asylum and want to do things to you, like torture or whatever it takes. Um, and I like that approach. I really do. And I feel like this is like a darker part of the writing from the Once writers. And I liked it. I ate all of that up. It reminded me of Sucker Punch. I don't know if you guys uh, have ever seen that movie. Um, but I quite like it. And I think it it's dark and it's a little tragic. But it's also really enticing. So I loved everything about it. Really great pilot, in my opinion. All right now. Priscilla, what are your thoughts, your initial reaction, your initial thoughts on the pilot? 
Well, it's weird because going back to 2013, I remember like seeing this and being really bored with it and just being kind of like, well, it's nothing to like hook me to this episode. And watching it now, I'm like, what was I on? This is amazing. This is great stuff. Like you have the titular character being like just as badass but like in a different way than Emma is with Alice you have an accompanying character who is charming and kind of devil may care with Will you have the great like love protagonist who is very easy on the eyes Jeannie like sure the CGI might be a little weird with the rabbit (laughs) <laughs> but I think that's the point of Wonderland, that everything's really distorted and odd and weird. It reminds me kind of like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where like they're, they're interacting with things that just aren't there, but it's silly and kooky and, and fun. I think that's what describes most of the, most of the series, fun. And then like comparing like Wonderland with Once you have, like, a really, like, charismatic, awesome female villain and another, like, badass, kind of scary, like, male villain, like, exactly like season one. Like, it's good. It, like, it it takes what once had and twists it. And that's what I expected in a Wonderland series. So maybe I got too much of it when I was watching Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Wonderland at the same, like, in the same time frame. But now that it's, like, just by itself a miniseries, like, it's a lot easier on the eyes. It's a lot easier to swallow. All right. I agree with Priscilla. When I initially saw the pilot way back in the fall of 2013, I did not care for it as much as I liked it now. And it could be because I've already seen the series, and so I know the characters, and it was like seeing old friends again because I haven't seen this series at all as well since it initially aired so this is like the first time that I'm seeing it again and uh, the pilot wasn't as bad this time around as it was the first time I felt the first time around that the pilot was very slow and I didn't really grow to like really love the series until the subsequent episode because I feel like the second episode is a little bit stronger than the first because the first one like with any pilot it's very expository you know there's a lot of exposition you got to get to know the backstory of the characters their motivations their relationships and whatnot and I felt like it was a lot for that first episode I will disagree with you Priscilla on the CGI I thought the white rabbit is actually the good part of the CGI some of the other CGI is not as good but we've come to expect that with wonderland because if you think about it on the mothership on once upon a time the wonderland cgi wasn't always the best so so there was that but for the most part i thought it was a very entertaining pilot it introduced us to these really great characters as priscilla said the villains were really good the main characters were really good and well developed i love that alice was like this kick-ass chick like she was hardcore and like she was doing all the work like she was there with like a dude and like the dude just like sat back and was like okay i'll let you handle it you know you can kick all their asses it's fine you know kick them in the head i'll just relax here on the side i thought that was awesome like they like I didn't expect once to have like fight scenes where like I don't know where you could conceivably see like 
Black Widow doing some shit like this, like in the Avengers, like she she kicked ass. I loved that scene. That was inspiring. Was really cool. That was amazing. I agree. All right, everybody. So before we get into our thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Okay, everybody, so let's get into the pilot episode. Let's get down to the nitty and the gritty. Uh, first up, shout out to the opening title sequence, which was very similar to the opening of Once Upon a Time, The Mothership. It simply read, Once Upon a Time. And so uh, let's get into the pilot by discussing the characters, because I feel like the plot of the pilot is very simple. You know, it's basically Alice returning to Wonderland, searching for her true love, uh, Cyrus the genie. So let's get into the characters. What did everyone think of Alice when you saw her hit the screen? We saw her go from child to adult basically in the span of, of a second you know there was just a, a short scene of her as a child and then we were introduced to grown-up Alice in the asylum what do we think of Alice Katie I really liked her I mean um it was it was an interesting way to start the character having her um return from Wonderland and then get sent to this asylum um it was so uh it it was very interesting to see how people in that day would react to somebody who was um, speaking of, you know, being in another world and how, you know, there's talking rabbits and smoking caterpillars and all of this stuff and how they sent her to an asylum where it's not the best place. Um, So, you know, we got to see kind of an Alice who was, Um, very down at the beginning. And then all of a sudden we see her breaking out of her cell and knocking all these people out. And you're like, dang, okay, I like it. And it was just, she's, she's refreshing. I really like the actress who plays her. She does a really good job with the different emotions that um, she needs to go through. I don't know. I just, I really enjoy her character because she's a strong character, but she also allows herself to fall in love with this genie. And um, we see uh, just different forms of her character when she's in love and when she's breaking out of the prison cell and knocking people out and stuff like that. So she's a diverse character. character in that aspect and i really like how they gave that to us with alice Brittany, what did you think of alice i have to agree with uh with katie i think uh that the casting was spot on because you know i think we've had a lot of uh different types different alices you know in the in the movie verse you know cinematic verse and 
Then um, we had the animated, or the animated first, you know, which are, there's a lot of different, I don't even know if there's an old Alice in Wonderland before the animated, they, there might be, I'm not sure. There is actually, there's a black and white there's, Alice. Oh, okay, you see here I was thinking Wizard of, I don't know why I want to mix up Dorothy, I guess because their dresses are both blue and white, but anyway, um, I like that they give us like uh, a younger Alice because that's who we're familiar with, um, Especially if you don't read the books, you know, I haven't, but I do know that they have a series of books or maybe just two. And we have young Alice, but then we also have teenage Alice, you know, so it's really cool that we're getting teenage, maybe a little bit older than that. I don't know if they say her age in the pilot. It may have flown over my head, but they don't. But I would guess she's, I would say early 20s. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I wanted to say at least older than 18 maybe 18 or older i i expected i didn't want her to be too young anyway so if that's her age awesome um but i like that you know she's a happy little girl she's there in the little dress that i was talking about um and she's just she's so excited about what she's what what she went through and i'm just like oh this is really refreshing this is really cute um and then we get older alice in the asylum and it's just it's it's scary it's a scary place to look at and uh and to see that the doctors sometimes don't look like they're trying to help you, it's more for them than it is for like for you, for the patient or the victim, however you want to paint it. Uh, so, but I was interested right away in her story. I wanted to know what happened to Alice. What 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 did she go through? Um, and I think the actress is absolutely gorgeous. I love her dresses. I love her outfits. It's typical once type of stuff that I that the reason why I like once is the reason I'm liking Alice in Wonderland um and it's just it's it's awesome I really like that and of course Cyrus is just sexy as fuck damn damn like I damn you know and I I remember seeing the series right and I knew I I found him attractive but it's like I come back and I'm like damn like I forgot how hot you were like right thank you Katie she understands so I mean you know I complain sometimes about once that oh my god love at first sight but here I'm like shit I'm in love too (laughs) with the pilot like damn but hashtag OMG yeah but I think uh I think it's pretty pretty awesome I like the transition of the flashbacks and the and the present Alice and then how it just all comes to the end and it it just stays on the present um, but she kicks ass, man. And I think that's one of the reasons I like uh, this Alice so much. Out of all the movies I've seen and the animated, you know, show even or movie, which I love as well. But I just love her kicking ass. I, I'm a choreographer girl. I like the hand to hand combat thing. And I love that Will's just like, you know what? You, you, you do this. And she's just kick, she's just kicking ass. Then again, I don't think these guys know how to fight. But either way, she does. And it's fucking refreshing. It's awesome. I'm here for this. My body is ready. Oh, gosh. Take it, Cyrus. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. God. Somebody yeah. grab the hose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think that's what Brittany's trying to do. Let me stop. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Well, I loved that we had basically Warrior Alice. Like, she kicked ass and it was fantastic i love that we had another strong female character in the once world and i I liked what we saw in the pilot with alice it was great seeing her as a child because i feel like we all sort of identify 
young Alice in the dress, like Brittany was saying, you know, because that's what we've seen in the animated movie. So it was nice that we got to see that. And then we saw grown-up Alice, and then we were sort of seeing all these flashbacks to the various journeys back to Wonderland, because we heard her as a child say, I'm going to find proof for you, Daddy. You know, you're going to believe that I was in this land with, uh, you know, giant cats and hookah-smoking caterpillars and all this kind of stuff. And so she ends up going back, and we got to see all these really interesting flashbacks on her time in Wonderland. And without really even spending a lot of time there, we really got to understand her journeys in this wondrous land, which was nice to see. And um, it was interesting that we got to see her sort of at, like, her lowest point, and, like, she was ready to go through this medical procedure, which I looked up. It wasn't necessarily a lobotomy just yet, but it was, like, the, the precursor to a lobotomy. And I'm, like, after seeing American Horror Story Asylum, which aired the season before, I was, like, oh, please do not do a lobotomy. Do not get electric shock therapy. Don't go through what Sister Jude went through, damn it. And so... I don't know. It, it would, that was an intense scene for me, but I'm glad that uh, she sort of uh, got to her senses and they ended up rescuing her and she ended up, ended up returning to Wonderland and uh, starting off her adventure once again in Wonderland. Priscilla, what are your thoughts on Alice? I loved her. Like, like I said before, like I kind of really like Warrior Alice and I liked Little Alice. Like... I, I totally agree with Brittany, like, seeing her, like, kind of like the animated series, Alice, with, like, her little, like, blue dress and, like, her pinafore, like, it it's cute, like, and it's what I expect, but then, like, you go into, like, some Victorian-era Penny Dreadful sort of shit with, like, them being inside of an insane asylum, I'm like, whoa, this, this, this got hella real, like, this is what you would expect from somebody that's that that's talking about growing big then growing small then like and, and magic mushrooms and just weird shit like yeah you'd picture her going into an insane asylum but you'd never picture Alice giving in and giving up on her beliefs and what she went through so like to see her jump through and like be and the reasoning being that she's given up on life she's because she's lost her love like I'm I don't know, like, to see sparks fly between her and Cyrus is amazing, and to see her interact with Will, and just kind of, like, they're kind of, like, best friends in arms, but she still, like, doesn't trust him, like, it's just, it's amazing, and there's one scene, though, that, like, wasn't touched on, was her interacting with Cheshire, with the cat, like, that was scary, like, I was just kind of, like, I felt for her, like, just up there, barefoot, nothing to defend herself with, with this giant Because that's in episode two. Uh, no, it's episode one. Mm, is it? Yeah, it's episode yeah, it's one. The, it's Are you guys sure? One. Okay, just making sure. It's uh, her, like, and it's kind of that nonsensical thing where it's like, we're not friends. Oh, okay, well, how do you do? Now we're, now that we're friends, like, it's it's that weird sort of nonsense language that you got with the books, and... I don't know. I really loved it. Like, she's just at the first first time I ever saw this. I thought, well, the reason once is so magical and awesome 
is that you're getting to see things from Emma's perspective, which would be the viewer's perspective. Like someone who's not magical, who's like just kind of just perplexed at what's going on. But this time you're seeing it through the perspective of Alice, through a character herself. And it make, it makes things just a tinge more unbelievable. But that's the point. Like you're supposed to see things through a new perspective. I love Alice. She's a great character. I like that. That was magical, you said at the end, Priscilla. <laughs> that was perfect. Okay, so let's talk about the character that I feel was really the breakout character of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. The character of Will Scarlet, a.k.a. the Knave of Hearts. So we're introduced to Will in a very familiar location, Storybrook. USA, and uh, just to uh, sort of, I guess, um, let everyone know where in the Once Upon a Time timeline this takes place, this takes place during the season two premiere, the night that the Wraith attacked Storybrooke and was searching for the evil queen, a.k.a. Mayor Regina Mills. So that night, we see the Knave of Hearts breaking into Granny's diner. He just wanted a cup of coffee. He left a tip, but then he took the tip back. And then all of a sudden, the White Rabbit erupts, basically, in uh, the um, Granny's diner. You know, he, may, he makes a, a portal and uh, collects the Knave of Hearts to help him get Alice back to Wonderland. So what did we think of uh, the Knave of Hearts? We'll start off with Priscilla. Holy shit. Like, again, after watching, like, this show, like, again, I was like, Will, where have you been all my life? Like, you were, like, I, I, I thought you kind of looked like American Horror Stories Pepper with like a different hairstyle but like no he's actually like really charming and devil may care and like what the heck like what am i on why do i like him so much like he's cool who tips themselves and then takes the money back for i don't like he's just he's so stupid and i love him like he just <laughs> he's very blase like and he's a jerk of a character too because like what type of person promises to help then steals the stuff anyway but comes back in the end to help you like he's a he's a rogue he's a charlatan and he's perfect in like his stuff and he's that real person perspective because he like he kind of during the mellow marsh where they're getting stuck and he's falling he's like oh excuse me if i want to die quickly instead of slowly and he he talks about s'mores and everybody around him is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that is the real person perspective I was looking forward to. He's a new character because he's in every aspect. You should dislike him. He's not like a good guy. But just the way the actor plays it is interesting. So I like it. Yeah, I love that we had a character on this show. Or that I should say that we have a character on this show that sort of knows about our world so they can drop in like the pop culture references not even not that 
s'mores are a pop culture reference, but that's something that only people from the land without magic would know. So it's nice that we have a character that knows about our world, that has lived in our world, uh, presumably for quite some time, that they can sort of drop in like, oh, okay, that's kind of like this. And then everyone's like, what, huh? What do you mean? Like, what's this? What are you talking about? So I like that we have that in Will. And I feel like he's such a strong character. and He really was the breakout star of the series. And obviously that's one of the reasons why they took him to uh, the mothership. But we'll discuss at a later date, at some point during the season, what we feel they did with him in the mothership. So continuing on, just chatting about first impressions of Will in the pilot. Brittany, what would you think of Will? Oh, man, I love Will. I mean, I, I know I was like, oh my god, Cyrus, like, holy shit, like, when you just, love at first sight for Cyrus, but Will is like, he's, I'm drawn to him because I naturally love bad boys, like, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm, and then, you're I, a sucker I, for the bad boys, nobody knows that meme, unless they listen to the other podcast, like, <laughs> they you do, you can't bring that over here, that doesn't count, it's a callback, <laughs> oh my god, um, <laughs> But also the actor is just as, you know, charming and then they have an accent and you're just kind of like, ooh. But no, right off the bat, Will Scarlet already got me. I mean, all he did was he bumped into someone, took their keys and went in, went in Granny's like, fuck yeah. Like, I was already on board for this guy and he's just so sassy and, um, and sarcastic and that's just, that's right up my alley. Definitely. If, um... If I just like to look at Cyrus, I would say my favorite character is probably Will Scarlet right now. Like, yeah, I'm loving Alice and stuff, but I I like uh, a character with a lot of sass. I like just something that makes me, someone that makes me laugh. You know, I just, I like that. And also someone very conflicted and flawed. I love that. I like to see, I like to see all of that. So, um, Will just won me over instantly. Like, I literally have, I could talk about him forever but he won me over in the pilot. He was just hilarious. And like how Priscilla was saying when they were melting in the, or, you know, in the, what was it? The sinking marshmallow, uh, sand, quicksand marshmallow thing. Like it was just, that was hilarious. Uh, and then that instant too, where he was going to steal from Alice or he did actually, cause he, he did do it. I was like, damn, Will, I was on your side. And that's funny because I've already seen this series and I totally forgot that he comes back to save, to save her. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, I think what I'm interested in, though, is like why like I'm like Alice. She comes back after a long time and she doesn't know how much has changed. And I think that's where the, the this show grabs you. Like you don't know what you don't really know what happened to everybody or what's happening in this world. Um, and as for Will, we've just met him. But he's he's a wanted man, and I'm like, you know what? Why are you wanted? I want to know all these things. So I'm already hooked, man. I'm a fan. I'm Wonderland girl. Like I love you know, this stuff. And you're the queen of sass. Yeah. You mentioned that, like, and I completely forgot that, like, when they finally reach the Mad Hatter thing, he's nice. He like tells like the the White Rabbit, like, why did you do that? Why did you make her like lose Cyrus yeah. again? Like. I forgot that he was also, like, a nice guy this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and, and when they're in trouble and stuff, like, he's he's really funny and sassy. But, like, when it comes down to it, he has a really great soft side. And it's, like, when you least expect it, like you were saying right now, like, I forgot he did that. It's, like, me too. But I, that's why I think I like him so much is because he's not black and white. He's actually everything that I would probably want in a guy. Like, so oh, my. Much, 
that's why I like it, but I got, I don't know anybody here with accents, so, yeah, sad times. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Katie, what are your thoughts on Will? I really like him. Like, he is, if I'm talking about the entirety of the Once Upon a Time universe, Will is one of my favorite characters. <gasps> wow. Those are strong words, yeah. Katie. Uh-huh. They are. Well, he's just, he's such a great character. He's got that level of, um, I mean, the main thing about him is is his humor. But he also has, like they were mentioning before, he has the sense of being nice. He has a sense of um, having an emotional past that he has to deal with. Um he had, there's a lot of different facets to his character, and he's just a really fascinating character, and he's really funny. <laughs> he's so funny. He's, I mean, you think back to his scenes, and they're mostly the scenes that stick out because he does such a great job playing them. And his one of the things I love about his character is um, when he'll say something about, like, modern world, and Alice will be like, what? And he's just like, never mind or he like starts to explain it and then it's just like never mind <laughs> those are the best scenes um but he's i love him he's so funny he's a great he's a great person to place beside alice they play so well off of each other the actors the actor and the actress do so well together i think they're one of my favorite pairs in the show and I love how it's not a romantic thing either. It's more like a a shared, a mutual bond or a mutual friendship. And I just, I really appreciate that, that it doesn't have to be romantic um, when a guy and a girl are in a scene together, you know, stuff, something like that. So I really like that about their um, relationship together. And um, he's just a great person to play alongside Alice. So he he's a one of my favorite characters probably in the entirety. <laughs> like I said, of the entire Once Upon a Time universe. Wow. Oh my. Very impressive. <laughs> okay, so here's a question that I'm just going to put out there. What did we think of uh, the inclusion of uh, the Once Upon a Time mothership characters? Because we saw... We saw Cinderella, a.k.a. Ashley. We saw Grumpy, a.k.a. Leroy. We saw Emma's bug. We did not see Emma, but we assumed that that is Emma driving and swerving out of the way from the nave. And we saw some familiar locations. We saw the main street of Storybrooke, and we also saw Granny's Diner. What did we think of the inclusion of these elements from the mothership? I liked it. I think it really it really kind of brought in the mothership and brought in that this is a universe kind of off of an already successful show, which was, you know, interesting. And I liked how they were side characters, um, like Ashley, who we don't we saw a little bit in season one, but we really haven't seen anything of her since season one. She's and happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we got to see Grumpy too, who Leroy Grumpy, whatever. He's he's a fun character. I really like him. 
Um, but I, I thought it was fun that they kind of brought that in and kind of showed us where we are, you know, where this, what time this is taking place um, in relation to um, to when the original show was taking place. If I recall, like, wasn't the episode where, like, the storm happened, like, didn't Emma drive and, like, she almost drove into someone in the street and she's like, hey, what the hell? And, like, swerved out of the way, like, exactly like it happened, but through Will's perspective, like, so we, we've gotten to see this, like, twice over, and, like, I don't know, like, it, it's fun to me to see kind of, like, once give the okay to Wonderland by, like, Leroy being there and by the diner. Cinderella was okay, but, like, having those two things, like, which are, like, quintessential ones, like, come out in Wonderland. Like, yeah, it should have been Granny. <laughs> Leroy oh is great God. though like I feel like since he's the pirate in in um Pirates of the Caribbean like the one that's with the dude with the parley like, kind of has him to, like, <laughs> to christen like this is great for Disney we love you we approve we approve this message so having him be on Wonderland is like the kiss of approval Okay. Now, what about the callbacks to the Wonderland that we've seen on the Mothership? Because we got to see the Caterpillar. We got to see the famous uh, hedge maze that we've seen before on the Mothership. And although we didn't see him, we did get a couple of shout-outs to the Mad Hatter as well as his um, home. What do we think of the inclusion of uh, familiar elements that we were introduced to on the mothership? I was so mad when they introduced the Mad Hatter because they were just kind of where he's like, he's happy where he is. I'm like, God damn it, does that mean he's not coming out in Wonderland? Because I could always go for some Sebastian Sam. What the yeah. fuck? Like, he needs to come out um, here now. Yeah, like, if, he, if, we, if I made a list of all the hot guys in Wonderland, I'm pretty sure the Mad Hatter is number one for me. Like, right now, he's a little busy being a soldier in the winter. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. But, like, it was it was sweet, like, but bittersweet, because I, I wanted his character to come so much. But at the very least, like, Will said that he's happy where he is. So, I don't know. Like, we know for sure that he's with Grace, and he's happy now. I don't want him happy. I want him on my screen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all know it's true. Don't lie. You want the same thing. It's true. It's okay. I'm yeah. <laughs> but real. Yes, he needs to be in a triangle with Emma. Oh my god. I don't know. No, we're okay now. We're okay with the, where we are now. We don't need that. But he You're can be in a, a triangle with me. But I thought they had chemistry. They were cute together. Oh. But they were oh, also yeah. dating in real life at the time, so maybe that's why they had the chemistry. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Damn. Well, no yeah, anyway, I, yeah, that is a, that is some fun trivia. Um, but yeah, I would have loved more Sebastian Stan. We didn't get him. Okay. But at least we get like a nod to both worlds, you know? I mean, well, they are in one world, I guess, but I guess realms, you know. You mean once world? So, once world? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because they, they exist in the same universe. So like, there you go. But yeah, so... It's it's just it's cool. It's cool to nod over at your partner. 
Like, yo, we exist. Yo, we exist too, but we're more popular, so. Whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I liked it. It's awesome. And I was so sad that they didn't even have a picture of him in his own house or something, but. They might not have know. cameras in Wonderland. I know, see, that's, that's, that too. See, I don't know. Magic exists, but they don't have cameras. They don't even have day. D-Links. Uh, yeah, well. I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know how this stuff works, but it is what it is. Uh, that's all good. It's all good. Well, it kind of makes sense that he doesn't have like pictures. That that was the most miserable time of his life. That's true. Has over and over again for the Queen of Hearts. Remember? So like. That's true. That's true. Why? Why would he have a picture to like console himself, looking at himself or some shit? Like, no, no. <laughs> he just was the Mad Hatter at the time. Yeah. That's. That's true as well. All right, let's get into the love interest of uh, the uh, series. Let's talk about Cyrus the Genie. Although we didn't see much of Cyrus in present day until the end. Uh, we uh, saw a bit of him through flashbacks, and we saw how he met with Alice. She was uh, back in Wonderland getting proof uh, for her father that Wonderland does exist, and uh, she ends up shrinking after eating a piece of um, mushroom and ends up finding his bottle, and he uh, ends up uh, granting her wishes, and uh, he shows her all around uh, Wonderland, they end up uh, falling in love, and then uh, he gets tossed into the boiling sea vis-a-vis -vis the Red Queen, who we'll chat about in a little bit. But uh, it is revealed at the end that Cyrus actually survived the fall into the boiling sea because Jafar who we'll be chatting about in a little bit as well, saved him with his flying carpet, his magic carpet. So what did we think of Cyrus upon uh, revisiting him again? Sweet baby Jesus, he's hot. Oh, oh Lord, I have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when we first saw him, I was like, this guy is, like, his character is too perfect, but he's super hot, so I'm not going to complain at all. But... I mean, going through the series, you get more of his character, but holy crap, I forgot how attractive this guy is. What the heck? My gosh, when he first appeared on the screen, I was like, dang, okay. I, I totally get why Alice fell in love with him. <laughs> He's super attractive. We all fell in love with him. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> that it's proposal was so sweet. And I don't know, it wasn't sickly sweet, it was just all and like seeing him like sword fight, like that was awesome too. Was yes. Like, fuck yes. You know, yeah, and you know, I don't even want to say that it's cliche that he's good looking, he's good at everything, but I think it, it's more of experience that he's been around for so like so long that he's picked up a yes. few things. I don't think he was born amazing. I think he grew and became amazing you know and uh that's what i like about him you know and he's not very he doesn't have like one cocky bone in his body you know like he's just he's just who he is and he's he's just so charming like oh i i mean i would have fallen in love with him too right away but i do say that i don't like you know love at first sight stuff on a lot of shows or maybe in once a little bit but 
I do want to say they give us a little bit of their love story, like more most of it within, like I would say, probably a good 20 minutes of the episode. And I, I'm totally on board with them. I ship them. I'm in it. Like, I, I like that they meet and they, they talk and it's just they do fall in love with getting to know each other and the curiosity and everything. And it's just I like it. I love it. I, and it's weird because I usually don't go for that type of stuff. But I don't know why the way they wrote them in the pilot itself. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm sold. And I didn't know that yeah. Alice in Wonderland was go- or Alice in Wonderland. I'm sorry. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was going to be a love, a love story. And Alice, you know, going to find her love. But that's what the pilot's for. I didn't see any promos. I didn't read up on anything. So I was just like, surprise me. And it ends up being that. And I'm like, oh, a love story, whatever. But I never found myself saying that when I was watching them. I was like, why am I drawn to this? I really, really like this. Um, and I think that they make sense. I like them together. Um, I, a lot. I like that it does that whole once thing where, like, you didn't know that Snow White knew the Wicked Witch. Like, that sort of shit where, like, it just kind of intersects to, like, stuff together like and it's like come on aladdin's the genie with wonderland when the fuck are we ever gonna make that connection but it's awesome yeah it really is yeah they had a bit more of a in my opinion their love is more of like the sweeping romance of like snow and charming if we're going to compare them to the Mm -hmm. mothership yeah that's true Mm -hmm. yeah like it happened in one episode but it makes sense and like you totally fell in love with it. Yeah, it's and they like kind of have the whole, you know, I'll find you, I'll always find you thing that Snow and Charming have. Yeah, yeah, and that necklace thing, that's so cool. I love that idea. It's really romantic, and it's a fun, like, effect and something to add uniqueness to their relationship. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, who needs a ring when you have a necklace with your heart in it? Uh, in it? And it's just, oh, I know. It's just, it's very sweet, very just very swoon worthy you know i think that's what i felt like with their with their relationship and literally like 20 minutes of the flashbacks and the way she talks about him you know and it's it's that kind of love that that it hurt to watch because you're watching it in the flashbacks and you're like this is this is beautiful this is great and then you're seeing her in the present in the asylum and she's like no I don't remember it or I don't believe in it. And then she, he's like, well, you cry out to him in your sleep. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, that, like, this is going to hurt. I was like, why are you making me feel already? And it's just, it's great. I like it. You know, and that's why I'm hoping she's like 18 and over that it's not, you know, childish love. But you could totally tell. They sell it. They literally sell their love story in the first episode. And I have to applaud the writers for that because... Or maybe I'm just maybe I'm just lame and I just fall for anything. Aww, but you're a romantic uh, I, sap and we love it. Yeah, but but I'm not. That's the thing. I'm I'm really not. I'll be picky, but here I was just like, you know what? I'm on it. I'm gonna. I'm. I have. I have sailed with the ship. Your heart I'm grew there. three sizes. Or maybe someone gave me back my heart. <gasps> How dare they? How dare they? And somebody finally came back. Aww. Our little Britney is whole again. Maybe. We'll see. We'll find out. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the villains. Uh, And we gotta start off with our homegirl, 
the Red Queen. What did we think of the Red Queen? We saw her a lot in the flashbacks, and we saw her plotting in the present day with a certain someone that we're going to chat about next. So let's discuss, though, the Red Queen. Initial thoughts on the Red Queen. And we got to start off with her number one fan, Priscilla. This is the the show where I do the, like, the stupid meme, yes, queen, yes, like, fuck, oh my god, like, I see her, and, like, just the way she moves, it's very, like, dramatic, it's very, like, I am in this room, I am the presence, you all will look at me, like, even, like, when she tosses Jeannie aside, like, it's just, like, a small, like, flick, a wave of her hand, like, it's just, I don't know, the way she carries herself it's beautiful she is beautiful like and you can tell when the costume um designer when the creator really loves a character he goes all out in making the gowns and like the gowns and the jewelry for this woman good lord she looks like a de beers ad like it's it's epic like i like her and like her threatening the white rabbit i'm like I, a part of me like really loves that I'm like you know what you keep doing it like you keep being evil like you're entertaining to watch being evil you are exactly like Regina and Rumple season one like even though they're asshats and you don't like you don't want to see bad shit happen you kind of do because they make it look so good like so yeah yes, yes. Red Queen yes Queen love you give me more of you Katie, your thoughts on the Red Queen? I agree with um, what she was saying. It's, oh, she's a, a really great character. I mean, when I, I remember when I first watched the series, like, during the pilot, I wasn't a total fan of her, but I think that's because we didn't get to see too much of her, and I felt like she was overacting a little bit, but then we got on into the second episode, and I was like, well, I judged way too early, and definitely watching this again, um, a few years later, she's just, she's so great at her character playing her in the way that she does. And, um, she's, uh, she plays so well off of Jafar and like, like she said, they have, um, the dynamic between Jafar and the Red Queen is just fantastic they do so well together they play off of each other so well and you don't you don't want to root for the bad guys but you do because yes you do want to root for the bad guys oh apparently but they're just i mean when you are looking forward to seeing scenes of villains together you know that they've done a great job with them and they just did um i don't know what else i can say but she She's just such a fun character. And then as you get later on into the series, she gets some more depth. Um, but even just starting out in the pilot and rewatching it now, I appreciate her so much more than I did when I first watched the show. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think she's a strong villain. It was great seeing her on the screen. I mean, she, much like the evil queen on the mothership, sort of just ate up all the scenery she was chewing up that scenery it was fantastic and uh she was just awesome she was a uh, another great female antagonist in the once upon a time universe uh so we all like 
the Red Queen. Brittany, are you going to make it a four-peat? No, I hate her. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> I, uh, I'm with you guys. I, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've said, if you guys have ever, I think I did tell you guys that I didn't, um, I hated Regina in season one. Like, I hated her, but <gasps> not like, um, I think she played the evil queen well. I was like, damn, like, you're so good that I hate you. Like, that's how good you are. But for some reason, on, on in Wonderland, the Red Queen makes, uh, right off the bat, makes me love to hate her. I don't know why. There's just something about her. And the way, I guess the way Priscilla was describing her is that she's very elegant. Like, she's not trying to be scary. She's trying to act like a queen with grace and beauty. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Princess Diaries, where the queen's teaching her how to be really elegant and not klutz, like a klutz, you know, just be, when you're walking, everybody's in awe. Like, that type of you know, Aura, she wants to give that off, and, uh, I like it because we see it with her really nice heels, we get a, we get a shot of her, uh, of her stilettos, like, when she's getting off the carriage, um, you know, she's just, she's just on point. If I was gonna be a queen, I'd probably be her, even, I, maybe with Regina's wardrobe, because I am, like, with all the black, I like that, but, um, she's just amazing. I agree with everybody here, amazing, and I can't wait to see what she does again because I totally forgot <laughs> most of the series so I'm really excited to talk about the things that she will do or has done so awesome there are many surprises coming your way young lady leave me alone I don't remember so this is awesome it's like I'm doing a uh, it's like I'm watching it for the first time touch for the very first time I didn't say touch okay well absolutely <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other villain, Jafar. Who would have thought that the characters from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland would get mixed up with the characters from Aladdin? But we have Jafar. He even has his own flying magic carpet and everything. What did we think of the villainous Jafar and finding out that he was teaming up with the Red Queen on something very nefarious. Uh, and I'll start off because I loved Jafar. I love Naveen Andrews. I think he's a fantastic actor. I loved him on Lost and love that he joined uh, the Once Upon a Time universe as Jafar. I thought he was a very strong villain as well. I thought he really brought a lot of menace to uh, the character of Jafar and it was great as uh, as you know I think most of you have said you know him playing off of the Red Queen was really nice to see they have really great sort of villainous um, chemistry and uh, they're just awesome together so it was great seeing Jafar on the screen and uh, you know if anybody from Once Upon a Time is listening please bring him into the mothership that would be kind of awesome I'm just saying but uh, everyone else's thoughts on Jafar? Katie, what do you think of Jafar? Jafar is one of my favorites. He is so fantastic. I love Naveen Andrews, kind of like you said. He, I mean, the first thing I saw him in was Lost. And um, when I heard that he was coming to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, that made me super excited. And then hearing that he was playing Jafar made it even better. He played the character so well. He has this... A sort of menace to him that you endanger, um, that you're not, I don't know if I was totally expecting, but he brings it so well. 
And um, he, like I mentioned before, he plays off of um, the Red Queen so well. They do fantastic in their scenes together. And um, yeah, but one of, (laughs) I just remembered this, but one of my favorite things about his character, and I remember what, when we watched this, when I watched this the first time through, um, his hair, his hair changes like every freaking episode for the first like four episodes. And it's really funny because I forgot he started out with like this long, longer poofy hair. And, (laughs) and then you think back to like towards episode five or whatever. And it's like this sleek, um, sort of wavy hair and it's really funny to see how it changes every episode but um, so are like you judging fun... Jafar's wigs I'm not I'm not judging but it was just really funny because the length and the look of it changed like every single episode and it was really funny but... he has a wigologist on speed dial apparently <laughs> it's just that you think of like this dark dark um dark character and his hair changes every episode and it's just it's a funny image but it's based um, on his mood it's true <laughs> <laughs> but besides the hair he's a great character and like his introduction was fantastic um the flying carpet and his staff are super cool um but i just i really like his character i could speak his praises all day <laughs> Brittany, your thoughts on jafar Ooh, Jafar is sexy. Like, sexy evil. I like how he comes in with that bad hairdo. Oh my god. And he's just all like, he's like, look at me. Look at my curls. Aren't they perfect? And um, it's just, it's awesome because I I had no, like I said, I didn't see any promos or anything. Um, I just found out about the the show because I was looking up Once Upon a Time on um, Wikipedia and he's like, oh, it has a spinoff show. And I was like, what? What is this? So I went, you know, I checked it out. But uh, I had no idea that Jafar was going to be one of the one of the main villains. And I love it. I love it. And I um, I was like, well, let me see what this guy's going to do. And I, I love it. He has, like, all types of, like, kind of magic, you know. And we get a taste of his power. But I love that we just get to see um, just how threatening he is. And I like that they don't give us too much about what he wants. And I like that. Like, don't you don't have to give me everything in episode one. Like, gradually tell me. So I know the end games. But uh, from what I got from, like, the animated series and then putting it into this series, I was like, oh, okay. I, I know what you want. I know it. And I just think it's a it's an unlikely alliance. Red Queen and Jafar. Like, two totally different worlds colliding or making a, like, you know, forming an alliance. For a common goal, like it's awesome. I like it. You don't need just one villain. You can have two big ones and just put them together. Awesome. Uh, I like it. I like everything. Jafar was a great pick, um, and the actor was really great. I've never seen him in anything like you guys. You were talking about Lost. I've never seen Lost. Um, but what he you need to brought catch to the up, character, lady. I would never yeah. watch Lost. I would never watch Lost, oh. especially what they said how it ended and stuff. So I, I thought it ended that. fine. I, I I don't know. I think it's. I don't know if I want to spend my time on that, but either way, um, from what you this watch guy the Vampire brought, Diaries, which is really, really good, really good. <laughs> so I mean, but um, yeah, I like what the actor brought in the pilot, and I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do more with that character. I want to see how ruthless he's going to be, 
And I want to know, or if I want to, um, I also want to know, does he have a backstory? Is, was he always evil? Was he always, you know, I like that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm prepared and I like this. Jafar doesn't have a last name, right? No, Jafar. it's just Jafar. Oh, like okay. Madonna. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's all why right. he has all the hair changes. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, I love Jafar and awesome. You go Wonderland. Bring in, bring bring in that Agrabah up in here. Oh gosh! So, Can I just yeah. say, in this episode and in a couple of subsequent episodes, I thought that Jafar and the Red Queen were like instantly gonna be banging because they had like this chemistry and like they yeah, they yeah, get all yeah. all up in each other's faces. No, oh I just God. thought they had ten. They had they had intensity, but I didn't think romantic chemistry yeah, was there. I think they had intensity. I think they both like hate each other, but like are working together because there's such both, thing as like, hate sex. The, I duh, but like true. they. Wait, I love how Katie's like true. Like I there's. Just, <laughs> It's just Jafar didn't give off the fact that he needs some. Like, he needs to get some. Oh, okay. Some. He, he he takes care of it himself. Yeah, like, I feel, I feel like he has priorities. Like, it feels like he he would do her, but that's not, like, up there. Okay. It, no, it even feels like he was going to kill her this episode. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm done with you. Like, you've done whatever I needed. Like, he's a backstabbing motherfucker. Like... He and in a way that makes him even more ruthless than the Red Queen who pushed like who we thought pushed Genie into like the boiling sea. Like he's worse because he won't honor like deals once you're once he's gained his usefulness out of you, like he's gonna kill you. And oh my god, like he it's a tr it's awesome how the actor can convey that, can convey like you being scared and you like being pushed around like that way with the silly hair he's got on this episode i'm yeah, sorry like yeah. i'm like dude you rock the jerry curl like that is fabulous what the fuck okay like i never pictured jafar having that hairstyle but <laughs> okay and... he doesn't even have hair in the animated movie well we never yeah. saw it yeah that's why so i'm gonna assume so... he does it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, watching them both, like, interact, watching him try and kill her, and then, like, watching her kind of, like, flip the, flip the script on him and be like, want to get on your ragged little carpet and go away. Like, yes. Like, they both hate each other. I'm guess like, I've watched the, the series, so they're going to keep hating each other, and I'm here for it. Like, I would watch this every episode. Arabian Night. I, I was hoping that would be his theme. Oh, God. <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> I was hoping when he flew away on the, car, on the magic carpet that they were going to play it in the back. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but no. But no. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're done talking about the human characters. Let's talk a little bit about the CGI characters and the CGI in general, because I know that was a, a big topic of uh, controversy during the show's initial run. So let's discuss the main CGI character, which is the White Rabbit. And we also had a supporting CGI character in this episode with the Cheshire Cat. And then, of course, the CGI that was used in the various locations, like the Queen's Palace, the uh, carpets, the backgrounds in uh, Wonderland 
what do we think of the CGI as a whole? And I will start off by saying I loved The White Rabbit. I think The White Rabbit is one of my favorite CGI creations in the Once Upon a Time universe because I feel like The White Rabbit is so well done. The Cheshire Cat, I wish that we had seen more of the Cheshire Cat and... Um, Unfortunately, he's not like a big presence in the rest of the series, so that I thought that was unfortunate as well. And the voice actor for the Cheshire Cat is Keith David, who has such a strong voice in and of itself. It was it, disappointing for me, at least, that they sort of um, did an effect on his voice to m make him not sound like himself, because I feel like his regular voice is already so menacing. I, th I thought that would have been better for the Cheshire Cat. And, uh, well, I'll give my opinions on the backgrounds after you guys discuss it. So, any thoughts on the CGI? CGI characters in general? Ah, mm, uh, CGI. I, I want to disagree mm. with you. I hate the CGI so much. Like, the who? For the White Rabbit. Like, oh, I thought he's well done. Compared to the other stuff we've seen, especially on the Mothership. Uh, no, on the Mothership first season, you got freaking maleficent the dragon which was fucking awesome and here you're getting like some roger rabbit wannabe like oh, i hate him i hate the, the white rabbit so fucking much like uh, he's a drag every time i see him on screen i think he's well done on i the thought the hand, dragon the wasn't oh <laughs> differ i guess then but like i will say i fucking loved treasure like he's like a call to like Al American McGee's Alice, like that fucking creepy ass video game. Like you just look at him and like you're 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 threatened. And I always thought in the books when they say that like it's a cat that smiles and is like I don't know. And in the animated se series, when the animated movie, when you see like that smile turn into the moon, like you're you're scared of him and he's he's a good like he's a good cgi character i loved treasure i thought he was convincing i don't like the white rabbit i love the rabbit what about backgrounds as well mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so here my thing about the show is i feel like they do most of the creatures really well and some of the some of the effects well, but the backgrounds are so bad. Yeah, and I the Which one thing that I don't like, them... Katie, just really quick. One thing that I don't like is that the mixture of sometimes it's a CGI background and sometimes it's a real background. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like the I random like, like they... fake mushrooms behind them to remind yes. us that they're in Wonderland. <laughs> I feel like it's the same way in the main show. Uh, to a point, but it's not as bad as in this one. Like, I understand that this place is supposed to be whimsical and magical, and to a degree I can uh, give that as an excuse and not be totally bothered by it. Um, like, the first time I watched a show, it really stuck out to me as really bad, and it really bothered me. This time it didn't bother me as much, but it still does. Um, but I do think that the creatures are done well. Like, I actually like the rabbit a lot. Thank you, and Katie. I liked the cat. And I liked the cat a lot, too. But I feel like the backgrounds are just yeah. so badly done. And the palace yeah. is so ugly. 
like at least make it look somewhat realistic but it, it's like a <laughs> hodgepodge of chess pieces which kind of makes yeah. sense but like at least make it look like a palace and not like it's some sort of child's playset from Fisher Price you know what I'm saying <laughs> When you see, like, Alice going, like, small, I thought that was cool. That was good. Like, was for good. me, a lot of the background wasn't as bad. And I agree with Katie initially when I saw it. It was like, oh, my God, what the hell are they doing? The one time the background was really, really bad was after they showed us um, that uh, Cyrus is alive. And then they, they did that really neat pan up. And, and then they basically showed us that Cyrus isn't that far away from where Alice was. But they were walking down like the yellow brick road, like la 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 la. And, and it was, that was horrible. Like that location where they were skipping along was really bad. I was like, I am in a Super Nintendo video game. Yeah, it was just, I was like, oh my gosh, like, hop up, Alice, you know, get the coins, you know? <laughs> Jump over the Goomba. Oh my god, Goombas. <laughs> it was really bad. I, I I think all of you guys nailed uh, any problems I had, but either either way, I think I'm... I guess uh, I just don't know what else to say about... It. You know what? No, no, I have nothing to say. Oh, gosh. Some of it I was good, though. Like, like I know like you were obsessed with your Arabian Nights, like him flying away on the carpet. Like, I thought that was really good. And I loved how in Wonderland, like, there are these floating mountains or floating cities. I don't even know what they were. But that, I thought that was, like, neat looking and everything like that. And even the inside of the Queen's Palace is nice to look at. It's just some of the exterior shots... And some of the background is just really bad. You know, and I think you, I think uh, we all have um, permission to, you know, criticize as much as we want because it is Alice in Wonderland. And when we think Alice in Wonderland, we think a lot of weird shit can be in the shot. It, this place that they're in is supposed to be weird. It's supposed to be like, what is that? But it's also supposed to be cool looking. We're supposed to be like, oh, I want to be that, or oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I want to be there. And if it looks a little odd, of course we, you know, I think we're allowed to say some, yeah, you know, some stuff. And it, it is so. I mean, it's okay. But like some stuff, like the marshmallow, like the mallow marsh, like what that that looked cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, I would totally like. And the dragonflies. Dragon like, why aren't they eating the marshmallow? I know, like, right? <laughs> I'd be like eating everything. I mean, I don't want to get myself out of here. Can I just say that to clean off marshmallow, like patting yourself, is not going to do it. That's true, but it must have been some kind of weird marshmallow that can come off. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I saw them doing that. I was like, that's not how it works. Exactly. I saw them thinking, and I was like, no, the dress is pretty. So is the jacket. You're gonna ruin it all. And no, like they just patted it, and it's it's okay. Everybody's good. Yeah. I will say, like, along with background, like, the, like, everything looked good. Like, where they could get the details, like, reality-wise, like, they did a good job. Because, obviously, that Malamarsh, like, wasn't, like, just, like, there. Like, that that was special effects. Like, mm -hmm. it was good. 
and the the costuming was really good. Like they 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 worked to get together with what they got, which is a really shit CGI. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that they would have just added a little bit more money into the CGI budget, and I wish that they would have done like once a once upon a time Mothership did in season three, the first half in Neverland. All of Neverland was a set. They should have just made all of Wonderland a set. They could have used that same damn soundstage for Neverland. Or wait, this came out the same time as Neverland, so maybe they were too busy. Maybe that's why they didn't have a whole soundstage. Rent another soundstage, people. That's what you guys should have done. Put it in the budget. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Okay, so... uh, it's that time, everybody. Everyone's favorite moment. It's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Same rules apply as to our Mothership Storybook Weekly Mirror. So if uh, an MVP has been called, you may give it a shout-out, but you have to pick another MVP. So we're going to start off with Katie. Yes! Favorite so so I can be mean. I'm going to be mean, okay? I'm sorry. But I'm choosing Alice because we got to see her kick butt. You're very mean. And I know. But I will choose her because we got to see her kick butt. We got to see um, her in Wonderland. We got to see her um, uh, in just different states of mind. Um, being at the worst state of mind in the asylum and then breaking out of the asylum and having her faith in Cyrus renewed and um, seeing her choose to find him and um, go on this adventure through a dangerous land. So I was very impressed with her in this episode and I definitely fell in love with her character and made me want to see a lot more. Ooh. Brittany, your MVP and why? My MVP why? Mm, okay. So for the pilot, I guess what really stuck out to me was probably Will. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm being a little biased, which I am. Okay, yeah, I'll admit I'm being biased because I love Will. But let's be honest. I think, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. But it's not it's not so much that you know for his good qualities, but I think we get to see almost a lot of a lot of different sides to Will in just the pilot. We get. The very beginning of the episode where he's snarky and he's sassy, but he still goes to help Alice. You know, like he, the rabbit tells him, you know, let's go. And he's like, okay, fine, let's go. And he's going on this journey for selfish reasons, but that doesn't mean he has to be an ass all the time. And we get to see him be nice. We get to see him be sympathetic and empathetic. Like, it's just, it's awesome. And I think that impressed me the most because I, how, in what pilot do we get, like, a character with so many different sides that we get to see in one episode? Like, it's amazing. And uh, it makes me excited for more Will and his sexy accent. So, Will is my MVP. Priscilla, dare we guess who your MVP is going to be? It's the White Rabbit, of course. No. Fuck that. <laughs> it is nah. the fucking Red Queen. Bad on bitches. <laughs> She's got the throne. I love her. Like... To have her go up against Jafar and, like, knowing that she's outclassed magic-wise and can still say, you need me, to not really know why she's doing what she's doing, but still kind of, like, antagonizing Alice, 
like we don't know why she does what she does but like i'm here for it like between like seeing her right off the bat and like those heels to seeing her being but like still just kind of like no i refuse to bow down to, to you like i i love her she's the best hail the queen Oh, right now. And my MVP, actually, and I decided this before Priscilla joked around about it, but I picked the White Rabbit. I love the character. I love the CGI. I love that he was duplicitous. I didn't get a chance to really discuss it because we really didn't go into sort of like the White Rabbit's motivations. But I love how we find out in this episode that he's working with the Red Queen. And we don't know why. Obviously, she's threatened him but I, I thought that was an interesting twist on the white rabbit lore how he's uh, helping out the red queen and spying for her on what alice and uh, will are doing so i thought that was an interesting twist and something else that we didn't mention is I always love learning new ways to travel between realms, and I love that the White Rabbit basically sort of draws a circle, and it creates a portal, and it can take you anywhere. So I thought that was kind of neat. So props to the White Rabbit. And so now, listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to rate the episode. We're going to rate the episode on a 10-point scale from 1 to 10. I guess technically if you hate the episode, you can give it a 0. But you know what I'm saying. From 1 to 10, we can do the point system as far as, you know, you can give it a something point five, a something point something. If you feel it isn't quite a, I don't know, like let's say a 7 or, or an 8. And if you feel the episode is is truly exceptional. Oh, oh, just an FYI listeners, we're doing it on a mushroom scale, so from 1 to 10 mushrooms, 10 being the best, but if you feel like something is truly exceptional, you can give it a a golden mushroom. Exciting. Just don't eat it, because I'm not sure if it'll make you grow or shrink, so. I need to grow. Buyer beware. So, let's find out what you rate the episode and why you rated it that way. And we'll go in the same order. We'll start off with Katie. Okay. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it nine mushrooms. Ooh. Because I thought it was a great episode. It was a great opener to a miniseries. And it gave us a lot of great insight into the characters, a lot of good scenes with the characters, um, gave us a feel for what they're like and what their starting points are. Um, but there were some things that made it, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that stuck out to me that wasn't my favorite. And I can't remember if I felt like it moved too fast or it moved too slow. Maybe the pacing, there was something with the pacing that wasn't my favorite in this episode. I can't pinpoint what it was, um, but that was really the only thing that stuck out to me. So, yeah, I'm just going to give it nine mushrooms because I thought it was pretty great. Brittany, what do you rate the episode on your mushroom scale? My mushroom scale, okay. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5 because it was I love the dramatic pause. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, well, because first of all, it's not 
out of all the shows I've seen, not every pilot gets to me. If I'm lucky and I'm binging a show on Netflix, um, I could hate the pilot but keep watching just to see if it gets better. Um, but usually those I'll rate like maybe a 5 out of 10. But this gets an 8.5 only because it's not perfect, but it's it's still so good. Like all the characters are um, are good. And then you and and then there's that, right? But then it's like, do you want to know more? Are you interested in where this is going? And it's like, yes, like I have like a little checkbox, you know? Like and uh it it pretty much got all of them except a couple. I'm kind of like with Katie. There was something in the episode that I didn't like and I I know one of them for sure is probably the cliché doctor, evil doctor that doesn't really care about getting you better. Or even knowing if you're sick or not, you're just, you know, there to be tortured or whatever. And it's a kind of a thing in, you know, a lot of other shows or movies. So I was kind of like, eh, not a big fan of that. But um, aside from that, it was really good. Just having, going into a world where anything can happen, just it makes it, it, makes it outstanding. But not perfect. But we'll see. I'm probably going to be giving a lot of golden eggs. I know. I, I probably will be doing it. So. Golden mushrooms. For the, oh, god damn it! Golden mushrooms. I don't even like mushrooms, to be honest. I don't. I don't. <gasps> like How dare you? Dude, mushrooms are gross. Except one time yeah, I ate it in ramen. Gross. Except one time I ate. Uh, uh I ate it in ramen because it was a marinated mushroom and it tasted quite good. So yeah, eight point five for me. <laughs> oh God! Cooking tips with Brittany coming soon <laughs> to poppychularadio.com and iTunes. I make a lot of ramen. Oh God, <laughs> Pris- Priscilla, please rate the episode. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so I love mushrooms. So, but I'm I'm gonna be wary about giving golden mushrooms. This one certainly doesn't get a golden mushroom. Doesn't even get a ten for me. For me, it gets maybe an eight. Like I want to say eight point five too. Like Brittany, just because like when the CGI was bad. It was very bad. Like, and I did like the twist that the white rabbit was working with the Red Queen, kind of like in the books. The white rabbit is as a servant to the Red Queen, but I don't know. Like that CGI, goddamn! Like I'm pretty sure, and like in future episodes, we're gonna see it like done better. And the pacing, something about that is a little off like she's she's right like at some points you felt like oh my god i want to see more of this and the other i'm like why is it taking 10 minutes for him to fall into the boiling sea like (laughs) why is he just kind of floating there like it was it's odd so 8.5 8.5 mushrooms that's funny (laughs) okay so uh would i rate it if i were to rewind time and go back to the fall of 2013, I probably would have given this a six. (gasps) If I were to rewind time. Because it was just, it was not the best initially when I watched it. Like at some point I found it a bit boring. Initially, when I first watched it. Seeing it again, I actually give it an eight. Because I feel like... It's much stronger the second time around. Like, I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor. I don't know if it's that we already know the characters because, you know, I've already seen the entire series. And so knowing the characters and sort of seeing them introduced 
on screen for the first time. You know, it's just a different perspective seeing it the second time around. But I enjoyed it much more the second time around. I do feel like there is a pacing issue. I don't think it's going too fast. I thought it was slow. There were elements that are very slow. And even still to this day, there are elements that are very slow. But it isn't as much of a deterring factor now as it was the first time that I watched it. The CGI, the CGI, the CGI. I feel like we've said it enough. But yeah, the CGI at certain points is really, really bad. And I whisper it because I feel bad because I'm sure someone out there worked really hard and thought it looked really good. But no, no bueno. Like I said before, and I'm going to say it again because it was that good. When the Red Queen's palace looks like a Fisher-Price playhouse, that's not good. No, that's not good. It's just, uh, but yeah. But uh, overall, strong characters, a strong lead, a uh, strong set of villains, a very strong supporting player that becomes the breakout star. Overall, eight mushrooms for me, with maybe a, a little pixie dust on the top. Uh, not enough to make it like an 8.5, but just, you know, make it a little shiny. Cooking tips from Poppy Chulo. Yes. Coming soon. <laughs> Set to rival Britney's show. Now let me stop. It's that time, everybody. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some Easter eggs featured in this week's episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and the Once Upon a Time television universe. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash Mirror. All right, I have some interesting little tidbits from this episode, and we'll start off with the title of the episode. The title of the episode is Down the Rabbit Hole, and that actually is the name of the first chapter of the novel Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Another interesting tidbit, the procedure that Dr. Lydgate was preparing to perform on Alice is more than likely, for the, for its time, uh, the removal of parts of the cerebral cortex. It's a form of psychosurgery that was first performed in uh, 1881. Oh. I know, right? Still, still so then, so then that So then we can safely assume that that's like around the, the era that she's from. Yeah, very true. So. Victorian England, yeah. No, yeah. like it said what what year it was too. Like during the, yeah, the 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 contract itself says like the year. Correct. We're actually going to be talking about the contract in just a moment because uh, I have actually all the words from the contract, which is interesting. But before that, young Alice wears a dress similar to the outfit that Alice wore in the 1951 Disney animated film, which we sort of commented on, and uh, as we saw, you know, elements from uh, the original Alice story, you know, much as, uh, you know, her journey down the rabbit hole, the characters Caterpillar, Cheshire Cat, Knave of Hearts, and White Rabbit are all, you know, a version of uh, characters from the Alice in Wonderland story, as well as, the, you know, the Tweedles, the Red Queen, you know, those are from uh, the sequel through the looking glass and of course we know the genie and the sorcerer as from characters from Aladdin. The clock tower that we saw in Storybrooke shows the usual time that we all are familiar with, 815. 
And uh, as far as the contract, this is actual verbiage from the contract. It says Bethlehem Royal Hospital, St. George's Fields, Southwark, London. And it says special procedure. I hereby consent to the special procedure outlined to me by Dr. Arthur Lydgate under the Lunacy Act and County Asylums Act of 1845. I understand that Dr. Arthur Lydgate has the authority to detain me until such a time that I exhibit recuperative progress as to be indicative of a cessation of the symptoms of mania, lunacy, idiocy, and other unsounds of mind or moral turpitude. Dr. Arthur Lydgate will submit an assessment to the Commission and the Home Secretary's Office. It is under their ultimate authority that I will determine my eventual release. The Lunacy Commission will restrict my access to the courts of law so that I may not challenge the legality of my sequestration or care. By signing below, I hereby indicate that I understand the legal stipulations outlined in the above. Signed and witness, uh, Dr. Arthur Lydgate, M.D. Always read your contract. That shit is signing away her life. I know, yep, right? And her decision making. What the fuck? I love how they say idiocy, too. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. All right now, and uh, among the plush toys that are sitting around the small dinner table when Alice returns to Victorian England is a white rabbit, and uh, for those that have a keen eye and that saw the mothership, it is the same plush toy that the Mad Hatter ends up buying for his daughter Grace in the Once Upon a Time episode, Hat Trick, and uh, yeah. So that was interesting, and it'll also be seen in a future episode as well. And those are the Easter eggs. Did everybody enjoy the eggs? Yes. Are they chocolate eggs? Yes. Then I enjoyed Filled with warm cream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror in Wonderland. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast as well as the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror in Wonderland and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookeweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe fundme.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Hey guys. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific throughout the summer for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror in Wonderland. Good night.